Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, March 10th. We are here live. We'll be taking your calls for the next hour or two, so go ahead and start lining them up. Calls are starting to come in. The number to join us, if you're listening on the live stream and you want to jump in with a question, a comment, a topic, anything goes today. You can talk about health, trucks, money, COVID, Russia, finance, whatever you want. Whatever. Anything goes. Pick up the phone. 855-950-3835. All right. I know I said that I was going to be doing very short opens, no politics, no COVID for now. And I also said that everything I say is subject to change. So, I'm going to do some just some quick stuff today. Not a lot of time. We're still lining up some calls. So um, I have a lot of things that I want to just kind of throw out there. It, you know, I missed uh, scrolling through the news for the last couple of days, and I spent several hours this morning. And if I talked about everything I wanted to talk about in the news today, I could probably do the three-hour show by myself. There's a lot going on, but I'm just going to touch on a couple things. I could even, I even started to tie a bunch of these things in together, but it got complicated and I would have needed more time, so I'm just going to touch on them. Uh, let me see what is the best order I should do this in. Uh, fuel price. What a crazy ride we are in for. So all this week I kept getting messages. Fuel's going up 17 cents tonight. Fuel's going up 45 cents tonight. Prices at the pump we can't even keep up with. Then I open up an article this morning and I read just yesterday that the base price of low sulfur diesel, we're specifically looking at the low sulfur diesel, the base price yesterday dropped 97.3 cents. It's a record that's never happened ever, nothing even close to that. So we should expect that fuel prices are going to drop tomorrow at the pump. Uh, Matt sent me his notice from NASTIC. NASTIC is predicting prices to go down 77 cents tomorrow. Now, here's the thing to remember, though. I looked at why this happened. It mostly was pure speculation based on the fact that um, the government is at least finally talking about maybe kind of sort of doing something. But this is how crazy the markets are reacting to things. So I would fully expect that oil is going to be very, very volatile uh, for quite some time. Now, on top of that, I kind of tie these two together. Um, guess what the EPA is up to again? The EPA is now proposing new emission standards for heavy-duty trucks starting in model year 2027. That's not that far off. They have to reduce emissions by 60% from where we already are. Now, the goal, though, is to get that the, all this stuff we're going to start doing right now, as soon as they figure it out, because they actually have three different proposals. One of them is pretty damn radical. I won't get too much into it, but we don't know which proposal they're going to use. But we start now. As soon as they release it, the OEMs are going to have to start because model year 2027 is pretty soon. They have to develop all new technology again. And the goal is to get carbon emissions from trucks down 60% by 2045. Now, I just read another article that electric vehicles from just 2020 to 2022 increased by 26%. That's a big jump. And in reality, we're not even ready for electric vehicles yet. The vehicles themselves still need some – a car's fine, truck, yeah, we'll throw it out there. We've got to learn some stuff. But we're not ready. We don't have charging stations. We don't know where all this extra power is going to come from yet. We'll get there. But I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going to make it happen a lot faster. This. 
This will push electric vehicles. Why are we planning for 2045? We don't even know if diesel engines will be around then. We have hydrogen, hydrogen electric, battery electric, hybrid electric, powered axles. We have all kinds of other technologies, and we're talking about 23 years away from now. This is the government. You know, there's nothing wrong with planning, but nobody tries to plan technology 23 years ahead of time. It's hard to plan technology 23 months ahead of time. So get ready if you plan on buying diesel vehicles for the next 10 years. You're going to have to deal with a whole new round of emissions, and I'm not even sure how we're going to get there really. Um, Here's a little piece of good news. Uh, I haven't been able to find all the information on this yet, but Michelin just released an update to their X1 Energy Drive Tire. They're calling it the Energy D2. And some pretty impressive numbers. They say they're comparing it to a, um, a competitor's tire, but they don't say which one. They did some pretty extensive testing, and here are their numbers. The X1 Line Energy D2 tires save 23, a little over $2,300 a year. That's a lot. And get this. They say they're basing this on 2020 average diesel price was $255 a gallon. If we look at today's fuel price, this tire is going to save us almost $5,000 a year in fuel. They don't give me, like, rolling resistance on it. I couldn't find it in their new calculator yet. So I still have a couple contacts at Michelin. We haven't worked with them directly for years. But I might reach out to somebody and see if I can get some more information on that. Uh, It is a wide single, by the way. Uh, X1 is always wide single. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, here's a uh, – oh, I said electric vehicles increased 26%. I was incorrect. Just truck and bus electric vehicles increased 26% in the last two years. And we don't even really have many electric trucks or buses to pick from yet. So clearly this is going to happen faster than we thought, and yet the government is still – trying to predict what diesel engines are going to be doing in 2045. Uh, All right, let's see. I talked about the EPA. I talked about the electric vehicles. Talked about the fuel price. Going to be all over the board. Uh, What else do I have here? Uh, That might be it. Had a couple other things, but uh, calls are starting to fill up pretty quickly. Um, If you want to jump in, here's the number. I'm going to get to calls right now. So jump in. I am probably only going to do an hour today. i got a lot going on again. I am getting behind on a lot of things. So um, we'll we'll go right to 12, and I'm going to have to cut it off. So I'm going to get to the calls and get to as many as I can. But jump in and join us. There's open lines. If you call now, promise I'll get to you. Uh, 855 nine five zero three eight three five let's head off to south carolina to get started today nick welcome to the program hey kevin how you doing this morning doing good what's on your mind hey um well while i was on hold i actually thought of something on monday was a monday or tuesday show you were talking about trucks getting uh our vehicles getting software updates over the air yeah I have a 2021 five, Peterbilt 579, and I get all my updates over the air already. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I don't know how they're connecting to it because I don't. It's not like I have like a internet connection in the truck. The only thing I could think of is you, maybe my Qualcomm. But well, that's you it. you whether whether you know it or not, a lot of vehicles today have internet connections built in. So oh, wow. a lot that's of crazy. a lot of autos, um, my Range Rover, for example. It has all the technology for an Internet connection built in, and all I do is either go into my account online or I can actually do it in the car. I go through settings, and I just sign up for an Internet account through them, and then my car becomes an Internet hotspot. 
I, I don't do it because I already have so many hotspots, and do I really need Internet in my car? But in a truck, yeah, it's they're, they're building them with the Internet connection built in now. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's it's not like something that happens automatically. We have a Peterbilt rep, and he calls me up, and he's like, hey, do you have a half hour? And I'm like, yeah. Then he's like, okay, jump in the seat, turn the key twice, hit the brake twice, turn the lights on, and then it goes into a special <laughs> mode where it can receive the – and then I see it on my screen. It says software update in progress. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and then <laughs> while the software update's happening, you have to pat your head and rub your belly at the same time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, so, hey, so but the, here's the, the thing. Let's, why I called. Well, well let, let me take just a second on that. Let's compare it to the old system. The old system was the updates were only pushed out to the dealers, and I can promise you that even though the dealer had several updates sitting there, many times you'd roll in, have them work on something, and they wouldn't even do them, or they wouldn't even know they were there, or you'd have to go in and ask them for them. And now that's going to get a lot better, and my guess is at some point, just like you do on your phone or your computer, your option will be, do my updates in the background automatically and don't even tell me about it. Um, tell me when there's a new update and I can choose to do it or not, or just turn the whole damn thing off my completely, which is based, I don't know about anybody else, but Apple, all Apple products are like that. I have total control over updates. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I don't like about it is I don't know what they're changing. You know, I own the truck. I mean, it's not like it's a lease truck. It's not like it's a company truck. I wish I they would tell me, like, a change log. Unfortunately, well, they, they haven't gone yeah. that far yet. Yeah, I'm sure they will because, again, it's kind of the same thing with computer updates. In the beginning, it was a little funky. Now I, I know exactly what they're doing. And here, the other one I, I'd like to see, and I probably doubt that they will, you know, I, I guess your option is now just don't do the update at all. If you don't think, you know, you don't want to, the update might change something to a program you use all the time and you're not willing to take the risk. So you just don't do that update and you wait. Yeah. But, eh, it is what it is. But actually, the real reason yeah. why I called is actually a health question. Um, okay. I want to say, first off, I started doing keto last year. I was 425 pounds. Wow. I am down to, I was down to, I'm down, I just stepped on the scale this morning. I'm at 310. No way. So. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And I'm, I, I'm busting my butt with it. I'm really strict on what I eat. However, I did stop keto for two weeks um, and I just got back on. But the reason I did it was for scientific, I, I say it's scientific uh, research because Okay. That whole year that I've been on keto, it feels like I have, I mean, I can't really describe it, but it feels like I have sludge running through my body, like my veins, like everything like is, it feels just weird and off. And it's especially during the mornings, like when I first wake up, I'm like, man, my okay. arms are real heavy. Like it just doesn't feel right. And I'm like, maybe it's the keto. So I switched back to the standard American diet for two weeks and it all and it just went away. Of course, other symptoms came up, but yeah, that main right. symptom that I had um, went away. And then when I got back on keto again, I fasted for – I did a uh, a 48-hour fast and then uh, got back into keto, and it came right back again. Okay, I, so I, I let's – I can't describe it. It's like a tingling feeling. It's like sludge kind of – like you, imagine if you could feel sludge going through your veins. It's hard. I can't, right. I can't really describe it. it. No, I, 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 I get it, um, sort of, because, you know, I'm not sure because I've never experienced it. But here's the other interesting thing. When I look up on the board and it says issues with keto side effects, I'm like, yep, got this. We have a whole checklist. We know every side effect. We know how to fix them all, except I've never heard this one ever. And I've talked a lot about keto. And, and so this is totally new for me. I have no idea. So I'm glad you did what you did because that helps us troubleshoot a lot. We have clear, yeah. you clearly identified this is happening when you eat keto. It doesn't happen if you go back to the worst diet on the planet, which is interesting. So I'm even trying to think here, and you had to have been on keto for quite a long time because you lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I've been on it uh, without any cheat days, no cheat meals for over a year. 
Okay, so... Okay, sorry, I lost my call to the system completely, so I had to redial. Um, but oh, okay. I guess we, yeah, so we're still working on the technology, but at least I know if it happens, I can get right back in pretty quick. So, um, so back to this issue, which is really bizarre. You've done a good job, so we don't have to say, well, maybe it's something else. No, it's clearly the keto. Uh, it didn't go away even doing it for a year, and it came back almost – it went away almost instantly, came back almost instantly. Yep. So let's let's try this I'm route for a second. We know that there was a huge benefit in weight loss. Tell me some of the other benefits you felt like you received when you're on keto. Oh, well, increased energy, of course. Um, not as irritable. Um I'm not as gassy. <laughs> that was a big problem. Yeah, oh, no doubt. That's a big one, yeah. Uh, and then, not obviously, as... um, obviously, um, just my overall health. I had a non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, that Good. went down, trim- I mean, but... almost, it's gone. Yeah. My doctor won't say it's completely gone, but she's like, it's, it's pretty so, much gone. Yeah, yeah, and the longer you go, it will be completely gone. We know it. It happens all the time. So you got all the typical benefits you should have gotten, just like we expect, but you get this weird side effect, and it's a really weird one. Um, it's not painful. It, it's not It's not anything yeah, that causes but, any kind of, like, discomfort. It's just I know it's there, and it's weird. I was thinking maybe weird. it's a nutrient deficiency. Maybe I'm not getting some a, a key nutrient that I'm getting it, on the it, standard it, American it, diet. It, it's possible, and and we do see some things like that because we we know for some weird reason, some time, for a lot of people on keto, we actually supplement minerals because if we don't, they get muscle cramps. And on the standard American diet, they never got muscle cramps. So that's always been one a weird one that we don't know. We have a quick, simple solution for it. So. I keep going back to it when I have time. Can I figure this out? Um, okay. uh, so I mean, I, I take it, that cardio miracle too, and I get. I, I mean, it does have a lot of nutrients in it, you know, minerals and stuff in that. But I don't know if that's enough. And I take the cardio miracle two times a day. So I don't know if that helps was, any. Well, you you could tell me. If, if you take the cardio miracle, does it change anything about the symptom? No, no, it doesn't. But no, I, I okay. thought that that cardio miracle had a lot of decent minerals in it, and uh, oh, it does. Know, that would yeah. That, it, it, instead of me supplementing something else, to take the cardio miracle. Yeah, and that's a good point. If people are taking cardio miracle, they may be able to drop their light balance, and they should try because a lot of people take light balance every day because it works. We, you'll never get a cramp again. But that's not a bad idea. If somebody's listening and they're taking both, maybe try dropping the light balance and see if the cardio miracle is giving you enough minerals. It might be. But I'm, I'm yeah, that cardio more focused miracle is on. A miracle, I will say that. <laughs> it's pretty incredible stuff. It really is. Um, I, all I can think of to do at this point, and I don't even know. I could go do some searches. I doubt if I'm going to come up with anything. In all of my reading, I've never come across anything like this. At this point, my next step would be do a NutriQ and a discovery call if you haven't done one yet. If you've done your discovery call, then you'd have to do a paid one-on-one. Um, and okay. then it, it, maybe we can find something. There's a lot of information I might be able to, and I'll go look through it. I might be able to dig through there and find something that kind of helps me a little bit. If not, then we're really down to, um, unless we come across something, and I don't think we're going to, we would probably be down to using like a functional medicine doctor and doing blood work, and that gets pretty darn expensive. Yeah, I just I just had a whole panel of blood work done, and I mean, luckily through my doctor it was only eighty bucks, but I don't know how extensive your well, panel would be. Well, I'll tell you the difference. I I don't know if your eighty dollars was because insurance kicked in or if they only did the basic panels that most doctors do, and that's my guess. 
they just do some really basic panels. And half the time, I think they only do it to cover their ass because we don't learn much from those panels. I mean, anything that's going to jump out in that basic panel, we probably already figured out anyway. With, with I'll give you the average. Most of the people that go to a functional medicine doctor, the first round of like testing and analysis, it can usually run between three and four thousand dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it gets pretty expensive. I've I've done it a couple times just to learn about it, and I have solved some some of my own problems with it. But it's it's pretty extensive. It's pretty expensive. So we try not to go there until we absolutely have to. Uh, so that's why I'm thinking a Nutri-Q and a one-on-one, and because that's pretty okay. cheap. Yeah, because I've done the discovery call already with y'all last year when I first started keto. Okay. Uh, so, or was it last year or the year? No, it was last year. It was January of last year. So, uh, yeah, I'll do a one-on-one. I think that's a better option. And and we will want you to do a new Nutri-Q, which is pretty interesting because then we can also compare it to the old one, which even gives us more information. Okay, Perfect. So, uh, well, thanks. You gave me something new to work on. No problem. Hey, and just an update on something else, because I was the caller. I, I tried to say this before we, had, before we had a connection issue. I was the caller that uh, was on the Cardio Miracle, and Chris called in and called me full of crap. That oh, my yeah. blood pressure went down almost 30 points. I am off all my blood pressure meds. That is incredible. I love that. And we are seeing that more and more and more. So here was the weird thing. We said for the last eight years, change your diet, almost everything's going to fix itself, almost everything. We know your blood sugar does, happens every time. That one is, there's just no argument on that one. Aches and pains almost always go away. There's never an argument on that one. Blood pressure was the one that for a lot of people it went away, and for a whole bunch of people it didn't even budge sometimes. And that that confused us, and we you know we kept looking. What is it? Is it stress? Well, sometimes it is. Turns out it's probably more of some sort of a nutrient deficiency because Cardio Miracle is nothing but a whole bunch of nutrients. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I like I said a couple months ago, you know, my wife got it for me. I'm like, this isn't going to work. It's just another supplement that's not going to work, and I couldn't believe it. It didn't happen right away. It took about a week and a half for it to fully kick in, but, right. man, I, I can't live without it, it now. <laughs> it, it's pretty incredible stuff. It really is. Um, hey, I, I just have to brag a little bit about our team and how excited I am about all of the new systems we're building. And since we now control the entire show, production, call screening, everything, you want to know something pretty incredible my team just did? Actually, just one person on my team. Email? Um, Angie's my, my producer call screener today. Your Nutri-Q is already in your email. Yep, I just got it. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I love that. That's awesome, yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Now that, so I'll, now I'll that actually, we I'll get have... That filled out tonight. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And um, when somewhere in this process, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions when you request the Nutri-Q and all that. Put a note in somewhere that you talked to me on the phone and I said I would review yours because I want to make sure I don't miss it. Okay. I want to get in there and look at it. Okay, beautiful. Because you'll be doing your one-on-one with Lauren, and but I want to okay. get involved in this one. So I, if I look at your new Q, I'll get with Lauren and, and we may even do the one-on-one together. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate everything you do for us out here. Oh, hey. <laughs> You yep. don't even need to make that note. Angie just did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love this. Perfect. Well, it's thanks awesome. again, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. We'll be talking to you soon. Let's go to New York. Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Um, this is Brian Bechtel. I... Uh, 2016 CMC alumni. I think I was the only one there in a day cap. Um, <laughs> I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm not in that anymore. I got one of those Jung Fitzgerald gliders. But anyway, I oh boy, I just wanted to thank you for all you do. And uh, if it weren't for your show, I would have never had the balls to get in business. And I did curse you the first couple years, but uh, I'll bet you did. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I got everything. Uh, I, I'm really happy with where I'm at now. And uh, awesome, and, love that. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, Biodolph 7 has been out of stock for a while, and I see it's on Amazon, but it's like $76. So I didn't know if the, you had any alternatives for that one. I, I do. And the other thing to be careful about on Amazon is that technically you should not be able to buy Biotics products on Amazon. Biotics does not even allow us to sell products to people unless they have an account with us. We've done a NutriQ, stuff like that. We have a couple different ways, but it, it's pretty controlled because these are, you know, practitioner-level supplements, and they don't want random people just taking a bunch of stuff not knowing what they're doing. So when you find it on there, it's almost always bootleg, and many times they're expired when you get them. So... Right. You, you really don't want to get them there. So we have a couple options for for supplement probiotics, like our whole line of Enviromedica. We have three or four different Enviromedica um, probiotics. So, and, and I'll check while we're talking. I'm pretty sure we have most of those in stock. Um, here's my here's what I want to talk about with you first, though. Are you eating a lot of fermented foods? No. Could you? Could you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I need to work on that. Yeah. Have you, do you like, like, have you ever eaten any fermented foods? Real kimchi, real sauerkraut, real pickles that are fermented? Have you ever eaten any? Yeah, I, I played around with it uh, last year. I made some pickles and um, some sauerkraut and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. And 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 I'll say this, I love it when people do it at home on their own. They can control the produce, they can control the process. It's really really cheap to do it. And if you want to do it, you should. That's an excellent way. But I also want to let people know there are so many fermented products in just regular grocery stores these days. For example, yesterday, I'm I've been parked in my brother's driveway for a week, you know, catching up with my family, which I haven't done in years. And uh, one of my older brothers has been diabetic, and I told him, before I leave here, you're not going to be diabetic anymore. I'm going to fix this. And I sent his wife to the store and said, here's the list of products I need you to get and look for anything you can find fermented. She came home with a ton of stuff. And it's just a regular Meyer grocery store. So, And here's the thing. I mean, it took me a while to learn how to ferment stuff to get stuff I really loved the taste of. Like the first time I made pickles, they were okay, but I wouldn't get excited about them. Then I, you know, I kept working and working, and I got to the point where, man, I want to go get one of these pickles because it's good. And I can tell you that exact pickle that I worked so hard on, I actually worked to make sure it tasted just like a Bubby's spicy dill pickle that I can buy in the grocery store every day. I wanted to be able to make mine that good, and I did, but you could walk right in and buy that same dill pickle and not have all that hassle. So if you if you liked the taste of the stuff you made and you were just getting started, you'll probably really love the stuff that's on the market. You can get all kinds of different flavors, and so... I always, always want people to really load up on fermented foods before spending a bunch of money on a probiotic. Gotcha. If you decide that, ah, look, I'm probably not going to do this, and uh, then go ahead and get the probiotic or do the fermented foods and throw the probiotic on top of it. At this point, it's like we can't get enough of this stuff. We, we just have to keep learning about it. But my preference is always really try the fermented foods first. We get a lot more bacteria from them. We get a lot more of other good stuff. And it's really a whole lot cheaper. Got it. Now, let me look real quick 
to see if we have the Environmedic uh, probiotics in stock. Uh, I, I just Unifor. ordered the Everyday and the Deep Immune, so I know those were in stock. Perfect. I was going to say, oh, no, you got lucky on the Deep Immune. If you bought it, it's actually out of stock today. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the Daily is in stock. The Immunoflora is in stock. The Terraflora Women's Daily is in stock, but the Deep Immune is actually out of stock. Is that the Enviromedicas, are those the soil-based and bio-office? Yes. Okay. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so if I have to choose between one or the other, I do prefer the soil-based. If I'm only taking probiotics and not eating a lot of fermented foods, then I actually recommend the BioDolph if you can get it and a soil-based. Got it. Okay. Cool. Anything else I can help you with today? That was it. Thanks, Kevin. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. Let's... Roll on to the next call. We're going to head off to Florida this time. Robert, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Good. What's Got on your mind today? So many stuff that I want to talk to you about. Uh, I'm, I'm in Wildwood right now. I about to refuel yesterday when I looked. The after discount fuel is like four. 50, 460, something like that, with uh, almost 50 cents of discount. Today, it's only 17 cents of discount. It's over $5. Well, here's here's what everybody <sighs> should be looking at today. If you can make it through today without buying fuel, do it. Don't buy fuel today. It looks like we're going down 70 to 80 cents tomorrow. Oh, well, I have to. I have only a quarter left, and i got to go okay. to Miami. Got it. So yeah, so for everybody else thing. listening, yeah, if you can hold out till tomorrow, hold out. I mean, think about this. If you're getting just 100 gallons and you can wait till tomorrow, you're going to save 70-some dollars. That's crazy. It's it's a company truck, but I'm going to do oh, it. I'm yeah. going to get like yeah. 70, 70 gallons. It's going to be enough for me for today. Good. Okay. Uh Okay, another thing. I like I said, I'm, I'm in Florida. I moved from Illinois. I had a, a S corp, um, and uh, right now the lady that was helping me thinks she made me as a LLC taxed as a S corp. Okay. Or C corp. I, I don't remember. Is there any difference for a tax reason? I don't, I don't care, you know, about the limited liability. I, I know it's not gonna save me from from anything. Right. I'm right, just good. a company driver anyway, so uh, is there oh, any, wait, any hey, 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 stop. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. If you're a company driver, what what's incorporated or what's the LLC for? Uh, LLC, I don't know what's, why she made it LLC. I made all, over 100K last year. But do you get paid as an employee? No. I have a, oh. I have a payroll. I'm doing payroll myself. Oh, so even though you don't own the truck, they're still paying you as an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then she did the right thing. I was a little confused there for a second. Um, uh, no, okay. there's no there's no tax difference for you. For big corporations, there's other things we could talk about. But for you, um, and even small businesses like mine. There's no difference in how taxes are done, and I would have done the exact same thing she did. The e, the LLC is a little simpler to set up, a, a few less rules, neither, either one. If you would have called and said, she set me up as an S-Corp, should I change to an LLC? I'd say, no, don't bother. If she set you up as an LLC, should you change to an S-Corp? Oh, no, not at all, and I prefer the LLC. But I'd be okay, okay with an S-Corp. They're so close that it really just doesn't matter much. Okay, okay, good. Uh, yesterday when I was, you know, done for a day, I was sitting and I was thinking, I got to exercise, you know, a little bit. I got to build some muscle and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna get home Saturday. I'm going to exercise. And then I was like, I got a watch. 
I got a Garmin diesel. Well, I'm gonna do some exercises. So I went to to a truck stop, you know, and did some uh, uh, low intensity uh, five minutes workout with that. So excellent. I'm I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, it works works really nice. I like. Hey, it. hey, hey! Pretty soon now. Do you have the Garmin diesel or the just the standard yeah. Garmin? Oh, so you have the diesel. I don't know. I have it diesel. Yeah. You know what? I thought I was supposed to have a meeting with them last week. Did I? Oh, I did. I had it. Yeah, I, I totally forgot to ask them when they're going to roll out my workouts. We had the meeting. I remember talking to them, but I forgot. So the, I, I have, the workouts on the the workouts on the watch are not not your workouts. Well, I don't know yet. Some of because they've all they've always had workouts on their watch. Oh, okay. mine are just okay. going to be okay. added as another option. And I know we're we're getting close to that rollout, but I forgot to ask them. So I guess I'm going to have to shoot her an email and see if they have any updates. I was just going to say, at some point, you will clearly see that it's my workouts. You'll know that it's mine. Okay. Nice. Nice. You know that the uh, pilot has that watch. So if the drivers want to buy it, drivers want to buy it, they can buy it at the pilot. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Of course, I bought it from you because I... I like what you do and stuff, but well, and I, 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 just get it. I really do appreciate that. I do. That helps support us a lot. But I'm also fine with the driver says, "Look, I'm standing here. I'm looking at one, and I want it right now. Buy it then. Buy it. Yeah, uh, I, I'd love if you support us, but if you want it right then, and you're looking at one, of course, buy it. Okay, that's all I have for today, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's uh, better get moving here. I want to get to everybody's calls here because uh, we are quitting right at noon today. I really do have a lot to do. I, I promise um, as soon as I get through this truck show thing uh, and either get back home or get to a place where I can really focus. And right now I'm fighting with technology, trying to get to show up. I'm fighting with the coach, it seems like, all the time. Uh, and I guess I just checked the weather. It looks like um right in the path of another bomb cyclone that's coming this weekend and snow, so I'm going to have to deal with that. But um, we are going to, to keep increasing our shows. I need to get back on the air more hours than I'm on right now because I've got notes and notes and notes piled up everywhere, stuff I want to talk about, and I just don't have time yet. So uh, let's head off to uh, ah, Ohio. Danny, where are you in Ohio? Canton. Canton, you're only a half hour away from me now, if that. Oh, can I stop by and say hello? I could be a guest um, host. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It was, uh, it was. I, I got here, I'm at my brother's house parked in the driveway, and he lives on this kind of really, really busy two-lane. And I got in here at about, I rolled in at about 10 o'clock at night, and I had to back in and... Man, that always worries me because you got to stop on the street and you got to take up both lanes. And I whipped in so fast and abs one of those perfect, you know, right in, except I almost wiped out a mailbox that I didn't even see when I was going past because it was so dark. I must have missed that thing by like a half an inch. Yeah, I've, I've had to back in off the roads and some of them two lanes there. It could be fun at times. It's Especially a little with a lot worrisome. Of well, and this one's got kind of a blind corner that isn't that far away, and you know, you start to worry at night. I'm going to stop this thing, and somebody's going to slam right into me. Yeah. What's up? Um, I talked to you last year. I was telling you about that uh, six-month trial thing there when you were talking about everybody getting you know, a lease purchase deal and how bad that was, and you might have considered it. And I had that idea, put someone in a truck, let them run it as an owner-operator to give them six months to see if they even want to be. Because, you know, how many of these lease purchase guys, they do it for a few months, six months, they ain't making any money, and they walk away. But they, you know, they've done paid twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to drive a truck, and they walk away with nothing. Exactly. So yep. I finally found a guy. Okay. And 
the only drawback is he had an automatic restriction. And okay. I was like, well, that's not going to work. But the more I talked to the guy, met up, met up with him, you know, visited at it. We met at a truck stop and chit-chatted. And I had a good feeling about him. Okay. So I searched and I found a, and I took a chance. I didn't really want to go this new, but all the older hey, pre hey, Dan, hey, Danny, Danny. What? Be- be- before you even tell me about this auto shift that you're thinking about going to buy for this guy, let's talk about this a little bit. Especially now with crazy truck prices, the economy might be crashing here in a little bit. Uh, I'm a little worried about our I've economy. I've already bought it. Okay. Well, I'm still going to give you my story for everybody else that's listening. Go ahead. This, this is a learning experience. Had I met this, why does he have an automatic restriction? When he When he went and got his CDL, he got his start from Prime. He said that was a joke, and I don't know. I guess that's just what uh, he he okay, went to so school. Okay, so it's not uh, – I, I, all I wanted to know is it's not some sort of a handicap, a physical handicap. No, no. He he was talking okay. about upgrading, and well, it's hold stupid on. what you got to do in North Carolina. I, I, don't, I don't care if it's stupid because if I'm talking to this guy – and he's coming to me, and I'm an individual, and I'm going to hire him, my first offer to him would be, I'll teach you how to shift, you will pass the course, and then I'll hire you. If you're not willing to go do a little bit of work, because teaching somebody how to shift is, my God, I could teach a 12-year-old how to shift a truck. It's not that difficult. It is when you don't know how, but it's just not that hard of a process. And for me, if a driver wouldn't be willing to do that, then I'm not hiring him. I'm certainly not going to buy a truck in this market for him. That would have been my response. But you already bought the truck, so let's talk about the truck then. It's Actually, if everything is, seems to be working out good so far, it's a 2011 Cascadia. Um. He's running it. He's happy. Um, you know, we'll see how he does here after six months. And if he decides, I, he's not complaining about anything. You know, whatever he has to do, he does it. And he's willing to learn. If I if I explain something to him, he listens. He doesn't right. act like a know-it-all, which is good. Because you get some of these guys, you try explaining, and they oh, act yeah. like they know everything. but. Yeah. You know, and, and and if he doesn't know something, he's like, you know, he wants to know, well, he'll explain it to me. So if, if if he continues, I'll be happy. I think it'll be a good choice. So I got one going. We'll see how he does here in six months. And he understands how things are. And, and you know, right now with the fuel going up, he's, you know, I'd, I told him it's a you know six months gives him a cycle, the ups the downs you know things are going to be, you know crazy rates cheap fuel we're going to have low rates high fuel so he he gets to learn all the different things and and then I you know explain it to him how to you know any yeah anybody can drive a truck, get behind the wheel pick a load up drive fuel deliver right that's right. There's no skill in that, and, you know, you still get people that, you know, oh, it's a skilled profession, blah, blah, blah. It, it isn't. It's all the other stuff, you know, driving a truck is not, doesn't take a lot of skill. It's, it's all, all the, the other stuff. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's all of the problem solving for all the crazy things that are going to happen when you're out there. And that's different than most jobs. Most jobs, you're, you have supervisors all around you. There's people everywhere that know how to solve problems. And But truck driving is kind of unique. We take somebody, we give them a whole bunch of expensive equipment, we put them out on the road where they could potentially kill somebody, and they have va- basically no supervision and nobody to really help when things go wrong. So you're right. The driving truck part is pretty straightforward, pretty simple. 
It's can they solve all of these things that we all know happen when you're on the road moving freight? Correct. And that's things that I tell them. I says, you know, if you break down at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, there's no safety breakdown, you know, at Prime or, you know, you call them or you right. call Com exactly. or whatever and they send a right. record or, you know, whatever. You've right. got to figure it out. So you got to get on your phone. You got to start looking for, you know, a repair shop or, you know, exactly. first off is what is the problem? I had a leveling valve freeze up on me in Minnesota last week. Hey, hey, you know, Danny. Some people, Danny. What? Let me let me give you a little piece of advice. I've had a lot of drivers for a lot of years. I've worked with other people for a lot of drivers in a lot of years. As crazy as it sounds, I would never allow a new driver. When I talk about new, I mean probably in the certainly the first six months, but probably more like the first year. I would never say if you break down at 3 o'clock in the morning, you're on your own. When you break down at 3 o'clock in the morning, you call me, and unfortunately, no matter what I might be doing or trying to get my sleep while I'm out on the road, I'm going to take care of it for them. I, I, and here's why. Yeah, I, uh, you I you could lose you Okay. You could lose a good what might be a good driver over something as simple as that because you know what a major pain in the ass it is trying to find somebody at 3 o'clock in the morning. So it would be nothing for a driver to, to get frustrated after 30 minutes of that on his own and say, screw this, I'm going back to prime. So just you got to be a little yeah, careful of that. And, and I'm going to say something, and I think everybody knows that I'm not talking about most drivers. I'm not talking about our tribe. But a lot of drivers today are kind of prima donnas. They don't want to do any of that crap. And, but see, I, and that's why I said I think he's when – I, when I said you're on your own, I mean, I told him, I said, if you have a problem, call me. Don't hesitate. Okay. Because that's sure. what I'm doing is I'm teaching him. But yeah, what I meant was, you know, if you're at a big fleet, you've got their 24-hour breakdown. They'll find somebody and send somebody out. But yeah, right. I also told him, you need to diagnose it first. So something like, you know, my leveling valve on my truck froze up. You know, I had to pull some lines off, clear it out, and I was on my way. He may not know that. So I, I explained right. to him, I said, well, here's what I did. This right. is things that you need to learn. Little things to get you off of the road instead of spending 600 bucks for a road call or something, you know, you could fix it for basically nothing and get on up the road. So that that's what I meant. He'll have to, I mean, I'll help him find somebody or, you know, diagnose it. We'll do Got this. It okay. might fix it. Oh, okay. Boom. So that's, that's kind of what I meant. Okay. But I, 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 so far he's doing good. He's pretty happy, and I just wanted to give you an update on uh absolutely thank you so here's that. the other so, thing i i I think I heard you say that you know you'll get him going, and then the plan is go get another one, which is a perfect plan by the way, no problem with that at all. It's exactly what I'd be doing, but i would if it were me right now. I wouldn't do anything until we get some clarity on what's going on in the world. Fuel prices going up, you know, 40 cents two days in a row, then dropping 90 cents on a day. And Ukraine, you know, just it, it's our government. It's just kind of crazy right now. So I would focus on this guy right now. Really use yeah. him to help um, learn. So you start learning all these things. Really focus on you know getting him up to speed, getting him profitable, and and just kind of wait because our world's a mess right now. Yeah, that's. I'm not gonna do anything now other than just keep you know get him keep him going, learning, Good. and Good. go from there. And uh, you're gonna be. At Mid America, I've I've never been to Mid America, but I'm I got my uh, self all so got my self registered, and I should be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, more than likely. Huh. So it just dawned on me because it uh, you know you and I have known each other a long time, and I know we've talked several times at trucks truck shows, but I guess it's always been Dallas, hasn't it? It has. 
I don't. We've never met anywhere else. I don't think. And uh, I don't. I don't two think years, so either. Two and a half years. So. Huh. Um, okay. Well, you. But, so just to give you an idea, take take the Dallas Truck Show, and multiply it multiply it by about thirty, and that's the that's Matt's. I've I've heard. It's I'll you. probably. Uh, are you going to hang around at Pittsburgh Power, or are you going to just? Because I heard you say that the other day, but are you going to? You're going to just kind of be like a spectator, ain't you? At Pittsburgh Power. Well, wherever. Or, or, I mean, oh, you mean that? Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. You mean Pittsburgh Power's booth at the truck show? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. yeah I, that's uh, right. Yeah, I have no official anything at the truck show. I'm not doing my radio show from the floor. I'm not doing any seminars. I'm not doing any events. Um, I'm simply hanging out with whatever vendors um, are there, and mostly at Pittsburgh Power because I think that's where I do the most good. Um, Garmin wants me to come over and spend some time in their booth. Actually, like this is kind of hilarious. Um, the people I work with at Sirius invited, oh, stop by the booth and say hi. And Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but I will be there to support our vendors. So, and, and primarily I'll spend most of my time in Pittsburgh Powers booth, yeah. All right. Well, I'll be there. I need to – another thing for another day here, but this uh, 99 Volvo, I'm still struggling with fuel mileage and um, – all my oil samples are coming back clean. My last one, the fuel dilution was up a little bit, but that's from running up north in the sub-zero temps, and that's been idling nonstop. But oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm. I don't know what. I mean, I've done several modifications: the manifold turbo air filter. Um, to uh, overhead's been run. I don't know if. I know an ECM tune would help, but I don't see yeah. it jumping all that much. Which, and I'm which engine? Which engine? Twelve seven D deck four. Oh, I gotta tell you, I love their twelve seven tune. That was one of the best things I did to my truck when I had twelve sevens, and I I picked up a pretty solid three and four tenths. Yeah, I'm I'm at like 6.2 on fuel gauges right now. My guess is you'll you and and if you're that low, I was actually significantly higher. I was up pushing nine something on mine, and sometimes ten because I was pulling my uh, toy hauler. Um, and I ended up getting that truck all the way up to 12, and even a little better than that sometimes. But that you, at 6.2, my guess is you're going to land just on the ECM tune alone. Now, as long as you don't take it out and race everybody up the hills, because you can, because the power increase is pretty incredible. Um, if you don't do that, if you drive it reasonably, my guess is that one thing alone will put you between somewhere between six and a half and seven. Yeah, I don't I don't run much even before fuel jumped, 65 was usually my limit unless I was in a hurry to get somewhere but yeah, perfect. Uh, and there's times when like well heck coming up here from North Carolina it was all coming up 77 from North Carolina, you know it's all hills. Yeah. And uh yeah. I only well, got the, like 58 coming up. Here's the other beauty of the tune. Not only do you get a fuel mileage increase, and it can be pretty significant on that engine, but if we do, say, air tabs, or we do a flow below, or we do, you know, synthetic oil, or a fleet air filter, I, we almost can never really tell any of those changes in the way the truck drives. Maybe a couple little minor things with a fleet air filter, but nothing really big. So you get the fuel mileage increase and, and not a whole lot of anything else, which is okay. But on a tune, not only do we get the fuel mileage increase, but I promise you that tune puts a smile on your face when you drive that truck. It is a whole new truck. I ought to tell Ethan to bring their computer. They could be out doing tunes in the parking lot. <laughs> I I. I, it seems to me like they may have played around with that one year, if I remember right. I'm not sure. Um, 
But I, if if they did, it probably didn't work out all that well for them. Because I, I don't know that yeah. I don't think they do that much anymore. There's a couple of remote tunes at home in North Carolina, but uh, I also, I mean, I could pull it off and send it to them, and they can go through it instead of because I think if they have it and can open it up and check, make sure it's not full of oil. Well, uh, you know, and I will to... tell you on the the twelve seven, there are some things. So I did pull my my ECM physically off the truck, sent it to them. They cleaned it all up. I think they even on mine replaced the battery. Sometimes those older ones start to lose voltage on the battery, and most ECMs don't have that problem anymore. But um, you might want to ask Ethan if it's worth it to send it in or not. And then, I mean, they had mine back in. My God, it seems like it was like 48 hours. Like I sent it one day, they got it, they did it, they shipped it back out, and they got it like the day after. I mean, it really happened fast. Yeah, I I called in a couple well, a month or two ago, and when Pittsburgh Power talked, asked Ethan about the battery, if that would affect the drivability or fuel mileage, and he said no. But I'll I'll have to get with them, and uh, I need now to call I, up I, there and. Yeah, I think what happens when you start getting some low voltage is you can get some weird things. It really doesn't affect how it drives or fuel mileage, but sometimes you get like weird, you know, in check engine lights and just some other weird things. So, hey, great call. Um, I'm going to look forward to seeing you at Louisville, I guess, for the first time. Uh, and I'm going to grab another call, and then we've got to wrap this up today. So, Tim in Wisconsin, it looks like you get the final word. What's on your mind today? Uh, hey, Kevin. How are you doing today? Doing good. Good. Hey, uh, quick question. I tried calling the other day about yogurt, and we got cut off. I was in a bad area. Uh, so uh, in Dr. Davis's book, uh, he talked about that super yogurt. So it was L-ruteride. Do you know what the other microbe was? I don't know for sure. I can't remember for sure what his might have been because I've kind of been playing around with my own combinations. And my first combination is L-Ruteri and what I call the Barbarian. So I got to remember which one that. Oh, that's the one. It, it, the If you look at like the tablets, it's the one that will have the word coagulins on it. And that's right. how I came up right. with the barbarian, Conan, coagulants, Conan the barbarian. So that's the combination yep. I chose to do. And my logic was the L-Ruteri increases testosterone and the barbarian is good for muscle recovery. So I thought the reason I want more testosterone is because then my X3 bar workouts are more effective and why not combine that with the strain that also helps my muscle recovery? So I don't know if that was his combination, but that was my combination and my logic. Yeah. My first batch I did, because I didn't have L-Ruteri yet, I uh, took kefir and fermented that and didn't really know what I was doing. So I did it for 100 degrees for 36 hours, and it really came out really well. And okay. uh, so then I... So then I finally got my uh, El Ruderai and then made that, and then I actually did a batch with El Ruderai and Kefir, and uh, and it's uh, it's pretty good. The problem I have is my wife is lactose hey, uh, intolerant. Hey, hey, uh, I'm gonna Tim. I'm I'm just gonna jump in for a second, just because I want to say, had this been a live show, I would have had to cut you off about 30 seconds ago, but since it's not. We have the freedom to just hang out till we finish this call in no rush. I just wanted to jump in. Sounds great. Yeah. No, Go I, ahead. Appreciate, I appreciate that. So my wife's lactose intolerant, so even with, you know, the 36 or 40-hour fermenting, she still has an issue. So I know you played around with coconut milk and that. Have you come up with any alternatives that produce a decent yogurt? That. That last sentence, a decent yogurt, might be the key factor because I've read a lot of people on our website are doing coconut milk and, and other alternatives, and they seem to be just fine with it. 
I did it, and I just didn't like the texture. And the reason was you have to add a thickener, unless you want to something like kefir and you're going to drink it. I mean, if you're going to make coconut milk yogurt, which would be my first choice, I would start with coconut milk, and I did. And I, the taste was fine. I just didn't like the texture with the thickeners in there. It didn't feel natural to me or just like smooth and creamy. It was almost like I could tell they were in there. It wasn't horrible. So if, if it were my only option and I wanted the benefits, I would have just keep kept eating it, and I probably would have even gotten used to it. So follow the – I would say your, your first attempt, if you want to get away from dairy, follow Dr. Davis's instructions for the coconut milk and try that one. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we'll wind up doing. And, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing the quality. Uh, and it is acquired taste, and over time you just, I don't know, I enjoy it. And uh, But I was amazed at how well it turned out. I mean, I did, you know, uh, I tried, you know, I've made a bunch of batches, so I've used just, uh, you know, uh, you know, the regular uh, pasteurized and then the super pasteurized and, Believe it or not, they both have turned out with no issues. Um, yeah, it, it, the ultra-pasteurized can be weird. With some strains, it makes really good yogurt every time. With El Ruderi, it seems to be hit and miss. Sometimes it makes great batches, sometimes it doesn't. And honestly, that's El Ruderi with almost anything. Um Honestly, it, it, going forward, when we come back to the yogurt thing, because I've kind of had to set it aside while I'm on the road and we're dealing with all this other crap, I would probably not tell people to do El Ruderi first. Out of all the five or six strains I've worked with, El Ruderi is the most difficult. You get nasty batches and a, lots of liquid and two or three batches before you really get anything good. Most of the other strains... The very first time I made a batch from the tablet, I got just thick, creamy yogurt. That was awesome. So all the other yeah, strains seemed to be easy. We started with the most difficult, and, and I'll bet some people got frustrated and quit because it, you could, it could be so difficult with El Ruderi sometimes. So I think I'm going to recommend to people, hey, try one of these so you get a, a, a success. You know, you get a really good batch. Then just know when you go to El Ruderi, it's going to be a little more difficult. Yeah, when I did the kefir, and again, that was my first, not knowing much, uh, it it came out so well. I don't know that you can screw that one up. I mean, it came Excellent. out terrific. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so maybe, yeah, that's, I, maybe that's where people should start. I don't know. Yeah, well, it could be. And I can't say because I was just getting ready to do my first batch from kefir at home and then... The world changed, so uh, it might be a while before I get back to that. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, it's great to hear you again, and, uh, you know, I know you got lots and lots of support, and uh, just hang in there and looking forward to uh, great things to come. And, again, thanks for all that you do. You are welcome. Thanks for the support. We really do appreciate it. And uh, I am going to wrap this up. I got a lot going on this week. My travel plans keep changing, um, but that just seems to be the world we're in right now. A lot of turmoil, a lot of things changing. Um, some of it, honestly, I'll just be honest, some of it is hanging out in my brother's driveway and, you know, talking with family, and I haven't done that in a while. And um, there's some good news to report. My sleep is actually starting to improve. Um, not getting a lot longer, but when I first got on the road, I was really only getting about four to four and a half hours of sleep, and I would even wake up once in that four and a half hours, at least once. A couple times I woke up twice in that time. Last night, I actually got five hours and 30 minutes of sleep without a single wake-up. Well, I, you could see some little micro-wake-ups on my watch, but like I didn't wake up and have to get out of bed. Um, which is pretty incredible for me right now, and I'm feeling it in a good way. So I'm almost kind of thinking that I should probably just kind of stick with this routine right now for a little bit, but I, I am 
um, heading to Pittsburgh Power this afternoon. But I, I actually think I'm going to be coming back here because one of my brothers, the one I used to be in business with in trucking, uh, was in Florida. But he's going to be back next week. So I'm only an hour and 45 minutes away from Pittsburgh Power. So I'm going to shoot over there now, but I think I'm coming back here next week, then heading to the truck show. So I've got to wrap this up. Thank you all for your patience and your support. And just know we, the entire team is putting in a lot of time and effort right now to get the whole network up and running, get our new shows going. I want to get on the air more, and we will just continue to grow this every day. So um, support us in the store. We really do appreciate it. It's helping. You have stepped up, and, and we appreciate it. Support us on the websites. Tell your friends about the websites. Uh, tell your friends about the show, and we'll continue doing our part as well. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. We'll see you all tomorrow.